Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. As you listen to this episode, consider who you might share it with to give them an additional spiritual moment in their life, too. If you want to share it with lots of people, feel free to post to social media. And of course, you can rate and review this podcast to make it easier for others to find. For those of you new to the show, we're studying the Book of Mormon together this year, loosely following the study curriculum of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and today we're going to be in Alma chapter 24. In the last few episodes, we've been reading about Ammon and Aaron's amazing missionary efforts to the Lamanites. Thousands believed on their words eventually, and in an effort to distinguish themselves from the rest of the Lamanites, who had not chosen to believe, the new followers of Christ named themselves the Anti-Nephi-Lehi's. Now, I have no idea what this name means. This has been one of the true mysteries of the Book of Mormon for me for the last decade. So if any of you have a theory, feel free to send me an email at comefollowmetoday at outlook.com, and I'll share it with the rest of you on the next episode. All right. So anytime someone learns of Christ and makes the choice to accept his invitation to follow him, it generally requires that person to make changes in their life to live more in accordance with Christ's teachings. This is the process of repentance. In the Guide to the Scriptures, found in the new edition of the Book of Mormon, it explains repentance as, quote, a change of mind and heart that brings a fresh attitude toward God, oneself, and life in general. Repentance implies that a person turns away from evil and turns his heart and will to God, submitting to God's commandments and desires and forsaking sin, end quote. So these anti-Nephi-Lehi's, formerly Lamanites, who the sons of Mosiah had previously described as, quote, a wild and a hardened and a ferocious people, a people who delighted in murdering the Nephites and robbing and plundering them, and their hearts were set upon riches, yet they sought to obtain these things by murdering and plundering, that they might not labor for them with their own hands. Thus they were a very indolent people, many of whom did worship idols, end quote. So these guys needed a serious, fresh attitude toward God, oneself, and life in general. Let me share with you what this looked like for them, as described by their king. Quote, I thank my God that our great God has, in goodness, sent the Nephites unto us to preach unto us, and to convince us of the traditions of our wicked fathers. And behold, I thank my great God that he has given us a portion of his spirit to soften our hearts. And behold, I also thank my God that we have been convinced of our sins and of the many murders which we have committed. And I also thank my God, yea, my great God, that he hath granted unto us that we might repent of these things. And also that he hath forgiven us of those our many sins and murders which we have committed and taken away the guilt from our hearts through the merits of his son. And now behold, my brethren, since it has been all that we could do as we were the most lost of all mankind, to repent of all our sins, and to get God to take them away from our hearts. For it was all we could do to repent sufficiently before God that he would take away our stain. Oh, how merciful is our God! And now behold, since it has been as much as we could do to get our stains taken away from us, and our swords are made bright, let us hide them away that they may be kept bright, as a testimony to our God at the last day, that we have not stained our swords in the blood of our brethren, since he imparted his word unto us and has made us clean thereby. And now if our brethren seek to destroy us, behold, we will hide away our swords. Yea, even we will bury them deep in the earth, that they may be kept bright, as a testimony that we have never used them at the last day. And if our brethren destroy us, behold, we shall go to our God and shall be saved. End quote. 
So these anti-Nephi-Lehi's recognized in themselves that the core behavior keeping them from God was the violence against their brethren. They probably had a lot of things to repent of and a lot of changes to make in their lives, but this was the one they worried about the most. And so they literally buried their weapons of war in the earth to prevent themselves from the tendency to become violent again. Now for you and I, I'm guessing most of us are not physically violent with other people. I do actually have a life-size replica of Aragorn's sword from the Lord of the Rings, Anduril, forged from the shards of Narsil, but it's mostly decorative. I've yet to wield it against another person. Just don't try to break into my house. But even if we're not using physical weapons against people, what are our weapons of war that we do use to hurt those around us? For some, it may be our words, the way we talk about others, either to their face or behind their back. Or maybe our weapons of war are our phones, as we tap out messages on social media or email that hurt others emotionally or tear them down. Or maybe it's the decisions we make at work that negatively impact others, or the guilt we impose on others for not living up to our expectations. Or perhaps it's our own emotions that are our weapons of war, that when left unchecked, damage others. Whatever the case may be, I think if we all did some self-reflection, we would realize that we each have a weapon we use, either purposefully or inadvertently, that hurts those around us. Are we willing to bury that weapon, like the anti-Nephi-Lehi's, as a recognition of the mercy that Heavenly Father has had on us, and as a testimony to him that, quote, we have not stained our swords in the blood of our brethren since he imparted his word unto us and has made us clean thereby, end quote. For me, my sense of humor has always been my weapon of war. I've always had a very sarcastic personality, a dry sense of humor, that I wasn't afraid to use. I've said many things over the years that have hurt those around me. I've worked hard since God had mercy on me 12 years ago and cleansed me of my sins to bury that weapon, to treat people with kindness, to not make jokes that might hurt others. But from time to time, I stumble on my weapon, sticking out of the ground, and I'll say something or make a joke that hurts someone. And I'll realize I need to dig a bigger hole to bury again my weapons of war. As you ponder on your individual weapons of war, what do you do that causes damage to those around you? Have you identified it? Have you tried to bury it deep in the earth? Have you been successful? Does your personal love for God give you the motivation you need to keep trying? As we continue to strive to accept our Savior's invitation to follow him today, Let's recommit to bury our weapons of war deep in the earth, to make sure that those around us always know we love them, that we respect them, that we treat them the way that Heavenly Father treats us. Thanks for listening today, and I'll see you next time.